and welcome back to another episode. I'm so glad that you're here because we have a great conversation lined up with Megan Garmers. She is our keynote speaker for day one of the Secrets of Bridal Seamstress Retreat. She's also the founder of the Bridal Masterclass. So in this episode, she's going to be talking about the Bridal Masterclass and how it serves uh, wedding professionals like you. And also she'll be talking about what she's bringing to the retreat and what you can expect from the sessions that she'll be teaching on day one. So can't wait to hear more about that. If you are interested in joining the retreat, our registration is still open until January 1st. And there's a link in the show notes for you to sign up for that. And before the retreat in December, I have a free masterclass. Um, We're going to be talking about pre-booking strategies, and that is happening on Friday, December 9th. You do need to register to get the Zoom link for that. And um, the recording will only be available to those of you who have registered. Um, So go ahead and click on on the link in the show notes for that happening again, December 9th. Uh, hopefully that'll give you another tool to use as we get into this crazy 2023 season. Ooh, like we just survived 2022 and now we're like taking a deep breath and then getting ready for the next season. So thanks for again for tuning in and enjoy this conversation with Miss Megan. All right, Megan, thank you so much for joining me today. I cannot wait to get the juicy details about the retreat and uh, just have our audience get even more excited about our upcoming retreat in Palm Springs. So, I'm so excited. Um, <laughs> so for our listeners who are a little unfamiliar with Bridal Masterclass and what you do, can you start by sharing how you got into the wedding industry and then what led you to, you know, begin the Bridal Masterclass? Yeah, absolutely. So I, I I have a degree in psychology and uh, instead of, (laughs) right. And it's always, it's always one of those interesting things that's really useful for a lot of, a lot of industries, but specifically for the wedding industry. Oh yeah. Yeah. So um, therapy will be included in the retreat. It sounds like. (laughs) Exactly. There's there, this retreat. You definitely don't want to miss a free It's all these things. Yeah. So yeah, the, my degrees in psychology. Um, I decided not to uh, do a P. I was going for a PhD program in abnormal psychology. Moved to New York City, and then decided that I knew too many people that I would probably be treating, and then decided that I did not want to do that anymore. Mm-hmm. So went into <laughs> went into marketing, outside sales, advertising. Um, at one point I sold, um, you know, this dates me, it's, it was the, the yellow pages, Oh, the actual physical yellow pages. I sold advertising in the yellow pages door to door in New York city. So busy, good business to business, knock on the door, give your spiel. You got not even 30 seconds. You got two seconds to to convince them that they need yellow page advertising and you are yeah. going to create that ad for them and convert, you know, <laughs> customer, you know, Isn't that like raw training customers. that you got on the streets of New York city. So, yes. Ads. Yes. Over wow. 20 years, yeah, 25 years ago. So the, those are the <laughs> things that, you know, kind of led, lead you in, in a direction that you don't necessarily know you're going, mm-hmm. but, um, but I've always enjoyed people. And I, and I, um, had a friend who my minor was art and design and had a friend who was doing weddings in hair and makeup. And she said, you know what? My assistant just canceled. What are you doing this weekend? You do a good job with your own hair and makeup. What are you doing? (laughs) Uh, well, 
And so you know how to use a curling iron. Okay, great. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I, I could do what I used to do friends hair and makeup for proms and things. I'm like, sure, that's fine. So I went, had a great time. And uh, she said, you know, I work for this celebrity artist on Madison Avenue. Does all these celebrities, would you like to come? We're looking for, for people. And so I said, sure, why not? Money was decent. It was fun. Um, so I went through their training, started doing it. And I kept hearing the same thing from bride after bride after bride, which was, I like that you don't make me look the way every other bride has to look. Do you, do you know anyone in Chicago, in Dallas, in Los Angeles? Because, I mean, this is again, 25 years ago, the wedding yeah. industry was very different. It was, you're getting married. You get choice A or choice B, peach mm. or moth. <laughs> like th there were two options, maybe three of you were lucky, maybe cream <laughs> was an option in there. You know, it was, this was your hairstyle. This was your makeup look. This yep. is, the, these are the dress options. Mm -hmm. That's it. Decor, like everything was very, very cookie right. cutter. It was just very traditional. And so it, at that point, um, just, you know, early 2000s, it, it was the turning point of the industry to really become a personalized industry, yeah. which was, it was so amazing. And so to be able to be a part of that was really, was really neat. Mm -hmm. um, so people kept asking. So I thought, well, why not actually, you know, help these, help these brides and, and actually hire and train artists across the country to be able to service brides in a new way that had to do with enhancing people's natural beauty. Wow. Um, and so, so that's what I, that, that's what I did is started out. And since then, obviously we, we do lots of things. So MG hair and makeup was born and we do bridal fashion week. We do London and Harrogate fashion weeks in the UK um, with lots of designers. Um, and obviously we, we work with lots of, lots of brides did everything from, you know, David to Tara's my fair wedding mm -hmm. on the TV network and, Randy to the rescue and TLC and all these other fun things along the way, which, you know, but the industry has changed and evolved so much. And it's really mm -hmm. been neat. I mean, to see how businesses have either grown or mm -hmm. stayed the same or right. unfortunately died. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, those are the insights that, you know, that kind of helped steer the bridal masterclass to being you know, conceived essentially, because yeah. there are so many opportunities for people to learn, but unfortunately there's not a lot of implementation opportunities. And mm -hmm. so you can, you can gather all the information. It doesn't mean that you're going to digest it and apply it. Right. So those right. are the things that if we can help with the digestion and application, then, then that's really, really the goal of, of the bridal yeah. masterclass. And you probably have seen how important it is to stay current or like to oh, know yeah. what the, incoming trends are and then to stay, you know, keep current with that. And, you know, alternatively what it could do to businesses that are a little more stuck in their ways or yeah. Intimidated by the change. Yeah. So like practically what does the bridal masterclass do for wedding vendors or like how I'm, I'm thinking of like people who are just kind of getting used to the new term. So, um, and I know that you host so many fun events. So tell us what that does for wedding vendors who participate. Yeah. I, th I think you know, one of the most important things is understanding that if you don't know who it is that you're trying to, to serve or mm -hmm. attract, 
your business doesn't necessarily have a purpose. You're not just serving. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you can't just say I'm serving brides or my mm -hmm. clients are people getting married. Mm -hmm. That's, you know, again, 25 years ago, that that's fine. That right, was right. totally the case. You could build an entire business on it. That is not the case anymore. And so people who do that, it's, it's a saying, you know, if, if, you know, you're serving everyone, you know, you, you're really serving no one. Yeah, so it's, it's understanding what do the individuals want mm -hmm. that, that you want to work with. And honestly, it's such an exciting time to have a business, especially in the wedding industry, because you actually get to choose, mm -hmm. you know, again, 25 years ago, that was not the case. You right. took whoever you got. Right. Um, and, and there were no fun things like retreats. Oh my goodness. There were no books. <laughs> there were no, I mean, the internet was a new thing. So, I mean, learning about a business meant you went to your Barnes and Noble and you read business books mm -hmm. about starting a business. Right. Right. And, and those were the things that you had to then take, digest and translate into a wedding, wedding business, a small mm -hmm. business to try to, to make that work. And, and those were the things that I, I think are really important because right now there's, there's so much information. Right. And what I love about what you're doing for the retreat is really, again, helping people kind of digest that information. Cause it's mm -hmm. not, that, it's not that you can't go get it for free. You totally right. can, but that doesn't mean that, you know, the right way to apply it because you can be wasting time and wasting tons of money trying to apply it. And it's the wrong way. Yes. Like, yes. You That's kind of the danger over. of like this free content, social media, like you can get so many tips from so many, you know, business gurus or coaches, but, um, I love something that you mentioned about, um, you know, you don't have to be that cookie cutter business. And now we're seeing that like your differences is what just makes you thrive or like oh. who you are, you're going to reach a specific bride and you can also be choosy of who you want to work with as a client. And, um, I'm really excited for the women who are attending to figure out what their niche is. Cause sometimes we think, okay, yeah, I'm a bridal seamstress. So how niche down can we get from here? But I mean, you can be, there's a, a seamstress who really focuses on like heart and uh, wellness or like, um, like I, I'm, I'm, I'll include her Instagram handle in the show notes. Cause I'm forgetting her name now, but very unique and super niche down. And she is reaching a very specific client, you know, and they'll drive hours to work with her because of the, the, the personal connection that she has with brides, you know? So for, um, seamstresses to discover what it is that really sets them apart, um, in a practical way, as opposed to just kind of scrolling through and seeing all these tips that maybe could apply to them. And then it just gets muddled and then it gets confusing and then you do nothing. <laughs> you Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> exactly. At least that's what I do. <laughs> well, and, and honestly, that's, that's one of the reasons that we started the in-person event experiences. Mm -hmm. It's to be able to provide kind of that hands-on opportunity to capture content and then also to actually know how it is that you want to use the content to market yourself. Because I think sometimes we get so bogged down with, oh, it's not perfect, or, oh, I thought I took a lot of good content there. And, and one of the things, too, that I'll do for anyone who's coming to the retreat, I'll, there are a couple different kind of pre-retreat PDF homework mm -hmm. books that they can uh, <laughs> kind of get started on. But one of the things that is kind of a, like a fun checklist 
is actually understanding how do I use something like the retreat to be able to, to use that for content on my social media? Mm-hmm. And, and what does that mean? How do I use that to actually sell people into wanting to work with me? And yes. so there will be some kind of fun tips and, and little homework for people to, mm-hmm. to do, not too much, but just to prep so yes. that again, you can be able to utilize experiences and, and use that for your social media. No more like, oh, what am I going to post or right. does that or make just me posting something for the sake of posting without a like a purpose or like a long-term plan. I think that's where a lot of us are kind of like lost because it's like, okay, we know we should be posting, but it's like, why? (laughs) And then, you know, okay, three times a week. Okay. And then it's kind of this random thing that's put out there. And again, that goes back to all this information and you scroll and you see all of these like real gurus telling you, you know, what you should post if, you know, you're in this specific industry, but it doesn't really relate to us. So, so you have a really impressive resume with like all of the events that you've attended and you've organized and who you've worked with. And, um, what would you say is the most or your favorite or the most valuable part of an in-person retreat, as opposed to, you know, all these virtual summits that we can attend or like zoom webinars or whatever, what's your favorite takeaway from in-person conferences? I would absolutely have to say the connection. There is something about being able to be in the same room with that energy and understand that like the fact that you you are next to somebody else that again, can support, understand, um, give you advice even mm-hmm. about your business that no one else can do. You can't do that online. Yeah. You yes. just can't. Yeah. And it's, it's so neat. Like we had... Um, we had co-hosted our state of the wedding industry event in New York with Isle Planner. And it was the most amazing time for, I mean, everyone who came, I think had a different uh, perspective of what it was going to be or expectation when they got there. And then when they left, they were like, oh my goodness, (laughs) this was the best thing. I wish, (laughs) why did I not like, this was amazing. And it was it, there were no words. I mean, I was, I was so excited to see all of those connections because those are the things that really that change your business. Mm-hmm. Sometimes being an entrepreneur and especially in the wedding industry can be lonely and you can kind of, oh yeah, especially when you have a lot of work to do, it's like head down, blinders on, mm-hmm. I'm going to get stuff done. I don't have time to network or socialize. That's frivolous. Yeah. With <laughs> fact, those, sometimes the thing that you've just spent hours on trying to figure out one conversation can totally give you insight mm-hmm. and change mm-hmm. what you're doing, how you're doing it, and answer the question that you've been wrestling with for days, for right. weeks, for months even. Yeah. And, and that's what was so neat about the, the state of the wedding industry event that we did. People came and they talked about the things that, that their goals, their struggles, um, and they gave. And they mm-hmm. gave to each other, which was so great also. Like, hey, yeah. I've been there. This is, I don't know if this helps, but this is what I did, or this yeah. is what I do to make sure I don't get in that situation. Cause I did, mm-hmm. I was in it before and that was bad. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. And I have, you know, the inside scoop of who's registered and I, I know about their business. So I'm seeing like, oh, this is going to be a great combo. Cause it's like seeing the different stages of where people are in the business and, um, that, 
just the convert, like the dinner conversation, even, you know, is something that it's like, oh yeah, that's going to be awesome too. So you're, uh, you're our keynote speaker for day one. Um, and I, I love the sequence of the retreat because you're going to kind of hit hard on some professional pillars, I should say. So, um, you're, I think we, we named it strengthening your bridal sewing business. So can you tell us a little more about your three sessions without giving too much away? Absolutely. So I think, um, so, so first of all, going back to what I said, I think it's really important that that information is is bite-sized enough and mm-hmm. digestible enough uh, to be able to be implemented. Because again, right. it doesn't do you any good. It, it's not changing the way that you're mm-hmm. doing business. So if there's no time to think about kind of marinate in and digest that information, it's not mm-hmm. helpful. Or how so, do yeah. I how do I go home and actually use it? Instead of like, okay, I have this book of ideas and it's like, again, I'm the person who, when I get overwhelmed, it's like, I'm just on the couch, like binging something and nothing happens. So, <laughs> right. Well, and, and it can be, again, it can be so overwhelming mm-hmm. that, you know, you're just like, oh, well, um, I, I just, I'll think about it later. Yeah. And again, you go to the couch or you start scrolling on Instagram or you do yeah. something else, you know? <laughs> get lost in a TikTok, you know, spiral <laughs> and you're like five hours later, I don't know what's happening. You know, I did nothing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Been I did there. nothing. Kids are hungry. <laughs> you know, <laughs> so there, there are lots of things I've been there, but, but again, I think it's, it's important to have, you know, again, have, have those kind of opportunities. So kind of the, the first thing that we're going to talk about, um, really has to do. And, and to be completely honest, it's, this is a very similar kind of um, topic and format of, of what I've done. And I've, I've taught lots of bridal businesses about, that. and this is, it's just, it's really about leveling up your business. Mm-hmm. When you're starting out, when you're refining your business, these are just like you said, these are the pillars mm-hmm. of being able to make sure that you have a strong business. Cause if you don't, you know, there's nothing for it. There's no good foundation. There's nothing for it right. to be built on. Mm-hmm. So, so that's really important. So we're, we're going to talk about kind of three main components. One is really your, your brand. One is your business. And then one has to do with your marketing. Mm -hmm. So, you know, again, with your brand, if you don't know who you are, why you're doing it and who you're marketing to, you don't really have, like we said, we don't really have a business because you're you're trying to appeal to everyone. You know, Mm -hmm. you can't be, you know, the saying like, you can't be pizza or you can't be tacos. You know, you can't please everyone. Yeah. (laughs) Everyone's going to like you. Not everyone's going to like you and that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's not the point. Mm -hmm. Uh, So really kind of, you know, diving deep into Mm -hmm. that. And again, sometimes it makes sense like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I need to define my brand. It sounds cool or, you know, but I need to update my logo. <laughs> yeah. You know, pick my colors or whatever. Right. There's so much more uh-huh. to, to really doing that for your brand. Um, and it's, it's always exciting for me to see, cause you know, it's the light bulb moment for a lot of people like, Oh, that's what it means to define yes. my brand. I, yeah. Oh, I get it now. Mm-hmm. So we're going to talk about that. We'll talk about, you know, defining your business. So really structuring um, your business professionally. Uh, I'm really excited for this one. Yes. It's, it's again, it's when you're starting out, it's somewhere between a hobby and you're getting a, you know, a little side hustle and you're getting some money and Hey, that extra money is really helpful. Mm -hmm. Um, But then as you go on, you're like, wait, 
oh, but they totally took advantage of me or Mm -hmm. I should have done that. Or Mm -hmm. why are they treating me like this? Mm -hmm. It's because you're not set up as an actual professional business. And so many very horrible things can go wrong. Mm -hmm. Um, Really horrible. But those are the things that we want to make sure that you are safeguarded against by by setting yourself up as a professional business. And I think I had a friend, we were just talking recently, she's been a seamstress for over 10 years and, you know, she owns her own storefront. Like she's doing the thing and things still pop up. And, and one of the reasons why I'm so excited about this topic is that a lot of us started our business kind of like head first, like, okay, let's see how this shakes out, you know, because it's almost like a mysterious industry, you know, before us, like the generations before us, um, had their traditions and then they're kind of passed down to us. So there's this like new generation of seamstresses stepping up and we have the sewing skills that we feel really confident with. And then it's like the business stuff. I think so many of us still feel a little bit shaky. Um, no matter how long you've been in the industry, it's because we haven't had that training or somebody else saying, Hey, this is a better way of doing it or a more professional way of doing it. And sometimes just that outside perspective, somebody who's outside of our sewing niche can tell us like, this will simplify your life, you know? So very, very pumped about that one. And I know a lot of people will be too, whether they're just getting started or have been doing it for a while, you know? Yeah. And, and again, when it's, when it's really just you, you're not, Mm -hmm. do you know what I mean? You're, it's not like you're employing 5 million people, right? It's it's you. And Mm -hmm. so you know what you do. And so you, you kind of just keep going with that. Right. It like this echo chamber. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And yeah. You don't realize because, mm-hmm. because again, you, you, you put on these blinders, which can be good in some instances and in others, mm-hmm. it can actually hurt you. So right. yeah, we're going to be talking all about that. And then the third kind of session is going to talk about marketing. So, you know, the enigma that is social media, Yes. Yeah. Um, you know, what, what, do, what do I post? Is it good to post or better to post this? Or am I hurting myself? What's the algorithm telling me or not mm-hmm. telling you know what's what is going on? Yeah. And because so many things have changed and continue to change so rapidly with social media, it's yep. really important to understand one, technically what what should you do now, but also two, how do you one stay on top of what's going on? And two, how do you kind of understand that? that base understanding of what social media is really meant to do. Mm-hmm. It, you know how you get sucked in, but that doesn't necessarily mean that you know what's going to suck in other people to your content. Ooh, that was great. Yes. What sucks me in? <laughs> what sucks me in? Yeah. And, and, and again, we're, you know, we've all been there where we're just, you know, kind of staring yeah. mindlessly and you're like, oh, five hours, of, an hour went by. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Oh, that's going to be so great. Okay. Cannot wait. Thank you. Thank you. So guaranteed there's people listening who are like, okay, I've def- I've looked at the registration form like four times. I've been thinking about it, but I don't know. And uh, speak to those people. Yeah. I think I, I understand when you have a business and it's mm-hmm. just you, every dollar counts. Your 100%. time is so important because when you're the one doing it, you're like, that means I'm taking time away from my business. Uh-huh. I will say this though, that 
one of the most important things that you can do for your business is make sure that you are investing back into your business. Mm-hmm. Otherwise you end up, you know, like a gerbil on a wheel, hamster on a wheel, and you just keep going. You're not mm-hmm. going anywhere, but you're going real fast. You're getting <laughs> exhausted. And pretty soon you're going to be like, I'm done. And then you become the, the hamster that just goes around. It's you stops running and it's just yeah. in the wheel. Yeah. <laughs> it falls out and it's like, what? What's going on? <laughs> You don't want to be that hamster. You know what I mean? <laughs> so being able to take, take a minute and, and really assess what's going on with your business. How do I make, how do I make it better? I mean, if I could tell you right now that I can give you back at least an hour every week. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There, yeah there, that's amazing. If mm-hmm. I can tell you that I can reduce your stress by 10%, at least, if not more. Mm-hmm. Oh, please. Give me time, reduce my stress, increase my business. Where do I sign up? Because this is, <laughs> this sounds magical. You know? <laughs> but those are the things that when we take the time to invest, and, and that's like any investment, right? You put mm-hmm. money, you know, if you put money into a savings account or a bond or you buy a stock or whatever it is, yeah. right? the, the, the goal is for investment. You're you're taking that money away. You can't spend that money on going out to eat. You can't spend that money on your marketing. You can't spend that money on anything else, mm-hmm. but that money is going to work for you. Right. And that, that's what it means to invest in yourself in education, mm-hmm. in, whether it's a re- in-person retreat or an online course or a coach or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. It's really important to understand that that's not money you're throwing away. It's not time they're throwing away. It's yep. actually an investment and it will come back tenfold. Yeah, 100%. yeah. And I, I still remember the first time my payment went through for my first coaching experience. <laughs> I was like, here we go. And you know, you get sweaty and stuff. And I was in, <laughs> um, it was with Stephanie Booth and she's going to be with us on day two. <laughs> and she had like a one-on-one coaching option with a mastermind. And, um, we, I think I did two masterminds with her and now I'm starting just exclusive one-on-one coaching with her. And it, when you say it comes back in, you know, multiple, I don't know how to say that better, but like the investment that I made with her, it's like, I saw the turnaround within a couple months, because I also think that something like shifts in you when you're like, okay, I'm going to put money into this, you know, whether it's like a membership or a retreat, or like you said, an online course or something. Um, and that alone, I think is so valuable because you're saying, okay, I'm legit enough to put into this, you know? So, um, and I'm, I'm excited because I want this for our industry as a whole. I want my seamstress friends to feel like, okay, I'm legit. And it's so funny. I hear this like more often than you think that women are like, yeah, when people ask me what I do, I'm like, Oh, I'm a bridal seamstress because I don't know why there's that weird feeling around it. Like I sew, which boggles my mind. Cause you think of like, okay, makeup artists or like wedding photographers or florists. It's like nobody bats an eye, but I think our market is still so, um, I don't even know what, like almost like looked at as like marmy a little bit. You know what I'm saying? I do. Which is because so weird you, you to me. Think of, you think of like, you know, Amish communities <laughs> that they would sew their own clothes or, yeah. you know, like pioneer days where they would right. sew their own clothes. And obviously now you go to things like stores and you can mm-hmm. buy 
clothes. Right. So why would you sew them? And most people can't sew. Right. So it just right, right, right. kind of seems like, oh, so you're like my grandmother who sews? Yes, yes, exactly. And I remember like, I'm getting like flashbacks. I was homeschooled growing up and I like did all the things like knitting, crocheting, sewing, quilting when I was like 14. So that was like my coolness factor. But I almost felt like embarrassed that, that I preferred that to like playing soccer or whatever. Like I want to go home and knit. <laughs> so I... That almost that like little voice is still inside of me, even though I'm like, um, I'm making a living with this and I'm, you know, so I, I know I'm not the only one because that comes up in conversation a lot with my fellow seamstress friends. So I'm like, okay, we're going to get legit. And, um, just, I'm, I, I'm so excited to have this like professional development environment for them and start something fresh here. So Agree. You. Agree. Yay. <laughs> yes. No, I'm so excited. And, and honestly, like the, these are the, these are the experiences that I love as well, because the understanding that there are, you know, there are so many businesses and obviously like, you know, communities of businesses that mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know. And, and I get to, to have the honor of kind of connecting with these businesses. And, and again, things that, it's, it's those things that you don't even, you don't know what you don't know. Right. Yeah. And so yes, what you know has gotten you to be where you are now, but imagine mm-hmm. going further. Mm-hmm. Oh my right. goodness. I would love, you know, why yeah. would you not want to go further? Right. Faster? Why do you want to make easier? <laughs> do you want to make the same mistakes? No, yeah. nobody yeah. does. It's like, yeah. Oh, you get an hour back. Oh, you actually get to save money by not making mistakes you otherwise have been mm-hmm. or would continue to make. Right. Again, th- that money comes back tenfold for you mm-hmm. just in those things. I mean, again, the the different events that we have, we have people. I found I found someone who you know I needed to hire a person, and and I found someone I connected with someone there. Another person you know would tell us, oh, we we booked you know, 20 weddings from being a part of this. Oh my gosh. Like those are things that in-person connections do. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's understanding that sometimes having, having a community, again, you go, you go further when you go together. Right. Right. And I think that's what this past year has taught a lot of us too, because, you know, this was a huge year for every wedding vendor, it really stretched us to our limits. And I know for me personally, there are some things that I'm like, I thought that was polished. And this year told me it wasn't <laughs> you know <what> <laughs> like, okay. And I don't think that's, I mean, you know more than I would, but I don't feel like this trend is slowing down. I think the next three or four years, we're going to be seeing this like really extreme flow of weddings and our clients have become a little bit more, um, like TikTok clients. <laughs> So yeah. the expectations are higher, you know, the, um, the design elements, the custom design elements, I I've had the most this year than I've ever had. Like there's just a very, there's a higher expectation, mm-hmm. um, from clients too. So I know that I want to be better prepared for that this next year. So I'm so excited. So thank you. Yeah. Thank you for preparing this for us. And, um, you know, I, and giving us these little teasers that we can look forward to and I'll see you in like less than two months. So I know it's so exciting. I'm I'm so excited. So excited. So how can our listeners uh, learn more about you or bridal masterclass? Tell us where to find you and uh, follow along with your next event and your, all of your beautiful, like bougie photos and reels. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's very kind. Thank you. Yeah. So we we have, uh, we'll be, we'll be rolling out our, our in-person styled shoot events. Um, 
pretty soon. So we'll have um, our DC event uh, probably January 31st. And then February, we'll be doing our Brooklyn and Chicago events. Um, we'll most likely do another Brooklyn uh, event either very end of February, beginning of March. And then we have our UK events in March, um, you know, sandwiching the London Bridal Week. And, uh, and then we'll do probably another state of uh, the wedding industry event in November next year. So cool. 2023. Very so fun. those will be the in-person events. Um, of course, you can always find me on Instagram at underscore, I'm sorry, at the underscore bridal mm -hmm. underscore masterclass. So the bridal masterclass with underscores between the words. <laughs> um, you're free to DM me if you have a question or if you're wondering about you know, kind of whether or not the retreat's going to be for you, if the content's going to be helpful for you. Um, I'm happy to answer questions that way as well. But um, thank you. Yeah. But, you know, I do lots of different coaching. I, there's a lot of different things that, um, that, that we really try to provide for support. If you view any of our stories, you know, it's, it's really about making sure there's, there's support for the community in mm -hmm. the industry itself. So, regardless of your kind of, you know, actual niche in the industry, your, your mm -hmm. specific industry part, it, it really comes down to understanding that in so many ways, we're going through the very same things. And mm -hmm. oh, you know, I, think so I hear back from my coaching clients and, and people who, who just, they follow us and they DM, you know, they let us know what they're going through. You know, it's, it's really kind of meant to help you guys know that it, it you're not alone, mm -hmm. right? No right, matter what right. it is that you're going through, there are kind of little peaks of sunshine that can come through and, and give you some hope for, you know, how you can change going forward. And I think that's, yeah. that's important because if you don't, you, you end up in that same cycle. And 100%. Yeah. Each client teaches us something, you know, <laughs> And sometimes they teach us that we don't want to work with that type of client anymore. And that is a valuable, valuable lesson. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, well, thank you. And I'm uh, thank you for just being a great resource um, until January 19th. So yeah, we get the show on the road. All right. Well, thank you, Megan so much. And we'll see you in a couple months. Okay. Sounds great. 